man, look at this place. Oh, it looks more like a, a country club than a nursing home. Nice grass, nice people. And I hope you brought your bathing suit. Serlo, and today I am joined by my good friend Clay Pondula. And aside from being an awesome dude, Clay has worked in the golf industry for the past decade, uh, ranging things from working in agronomy at some of the nation's most prestigious golf courses, all the way to actually building golf courses. So Clay is a fascinating person to talk to when it comes to the recent announcement of Rodeo Dunes, the newest golf resort uh, in Colorado, announced by Dream Golf. So I thought it'd be a great opportunity to bring Clay in. One, as just an excuse to be able to spend some good time with my friend, but also to talk about this news and uh, what we can expect from Rodeo Dunes uh, when it opens uh, in 2025. So uh, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Clay and this podcast, along with every other episode of Nice Grass, Nice People, is proudly presented to you by Suave Golf. All right, let's get to Clay. All right, nice grass, nice people. He's back, and uh, I've got a nice friend here, Mr. Clay Varnbuehler. And uh, Clayton, I, I had to bring you on because as a man who is very familiar, you know, a, lot, a lot of firsthand experience with uh, not just golf course construction, but just really fun golf. And some crazy news came down this week where it seems like the Kaisers are at it again. Uh, Dream it? Golf, they're now, you know, wasn't it just like three or four weeks ago they announced they were building a new golf course at Bannon Dunes, and now they've announced they're building a brand new resort. And crazy enough, unlike all the other Dream Golf properties, Clayton, this one's actually going to be like an hour away from like a huge metropolitan area, which none of the other ones can say. Yeah. Um, so first of all, that was a really long-winded way of saying, it's great to see you, man. Great to see you too. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Of course, of course. So what's... Uh, what was your initial reaction when you heard that uh, Rodeo Dunes was going to go two thousand acre property filled with sand dunes, much in the uh, a mold of you know Ballyneal and Sand Hills? Yeah, what was, yeah. I mean, uh, other than damn, I got to get there. What's what's the first reaction, brother? Yeah, I think first reaction. Well, I, I mean, first reaction is is one hundred percent. Damn, I got to get there, and I'm so excited. It's going to be so cool, and and holy shit, maybe. Maybe Denver is a place I could live and work because of how accessible that might be and, yeah. and all that. Um, I think also maybe a, sec- a bit more of a second reaction, but uh, an intriguing one from an architecture point of view for me, um, having helped helped with some core Crenshaw stuff in the past, is kind of seeing how this guy, Jim Craig, who's getting the, the kind of solo design on the first or second. I'm not sure exactly which, which it is because I've kind of heard both ways uh, which one of the you know, technically first course, whether it's a core Crenshaw or a Jim Craig so design, but the fact that a long time core Crenshaw associate Jim Craig is getting this uh, opportunity to kind of put his own name out there and put his own stamp. And I'm just really excited to see how it's a little bit different. I mean, I think in my opinion, I think a lot of people probably would agree that everything Bill and Ben touches is gold. Amazing. Perfect. And so much fun and so natural. And the walk is so great. And, everything we love about the game and, and uh, I've worked with a few of their associates and 
it's only been the best experience working with those guys. And I've heard great things about Jim Craig. I've heard some pretty funny stories, uh, probably some that can't go on 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 air. Um, but uh, but I, I think he's a he's a pretty cool character. Jim is thankful for your discretion. Yeah, exactly. I think he's a, I think he's a character. So I'm excited to see how that all works out. Um, and yeah, it's gonna be so cool. I'm yeah. I mean, Colorado, Colorado Golf Club already a core Crenshaw out there. That that kind of aesthetic. We talked a little bit about this yesterday offline. Um, how that kind of I, I think. I mean, we were talking about Bannon Trails and how it kind of has a bit of a Heathland feel and how that's mm-hmm. that might be tapped into the Sedge Valley and everything. And I think the kind of high desert golf that Colorado Golf Club kind of gives is another area that intrigues me that I haven't seen that much of. And and I'm hoping that that mix with sand dunes ends up being a really cool, really cool facility out there. Yeah, I uh, I think you nailed it because you, you so you don't actually know Jim Craig uh, never, personally, never, right? He's no, not, no, never met him. Yeah, he he didn't. Yeah, he wasn't with me. Yeah, which uh, I I think is is really honestly kind of a breath of fresh air, man. Because I know you know in the the golf dork circles that you and I occupy, you know a lot of for like a lot of these big resorts, you know we keep talking about man. I wonder when someone other than Tom Doak or Corin Crenshaw or David Kidd or Gil Hands are going to get like a shot to actually build yeah. something really rad at one of these just super killer destination golf resorts. Not, not there's anything wrong, like you said, because yeah, those yeah, guys yeah. get hired all the time for a reason, right? Because they're yeah. fucking great. Like they're yeah. like the best in the business. Yeah. But I think it's also fair to say that there's dozens more architects that are perfectly capable of building a golf course that's, you know, on that same level that, you know, usually get passed on because. Granted, there's a marketing element to building these golf resorts. You want Definitely. recognizable names. You yeah. know, people are like, oh, yeah, I love Cork Crenshaw Course. I'm going to go there. So uh, yeah. I want to give a little tip of the cap to um, to the Kaisers, Michael and Chris Kaiser. So awesome. Mike Kaiser's yeah. sons, yeah, Mike Kaiser's sons, Michael yeah. and Chris, yeah. um, they're the ones that run Sand Valley. Uh, okay. They're the ones yeah. that are spearheading and running this course in Rodeo Dunes, or this resort, excuse me. And yeah. I do want to, like, give kind of give them, you know, uh, some props for having the balls to kind of go a little off script and not yeah. have Cor Crenshaw, you know, be the ones that are highlighting like the very first course. Now, granted, Cor and Crenshaw are in the press releases and everything like that, so it's like they're they're still making sure they kind of check some boxes. But I think it's super awesome that basically they're giving somebody like Jim Craig an opportunity to build their first solo design at a course and a resort that's going to be really popular. It's going to get a lot of press in. Golf circles. People are going to be talking yeah. about rodeo dunes all over North America and beyond, man. So, um, yeah. one one thing I thought was super encouraging. I was reading um, Derek Duncan's article on Golf Digest, okay. where they're breaking it down. And one thing that Jim Craig mentioned in the design that he's you know planning on putting together is, uh, and this is a, a paraphrase quote, but it essentially was something along the lines of, "I think we're going to build something really quirky." and fun oh nice and that's awesome brother yeah. that got that got the juices flowing the, the, yeah, the, the more yeah. cork the better yeah i i totally agree i, I think there's a lot of that and and that's like going to your like speaking to your point about giving those kind of secondary guys a chance the guys that are i mean you have bill and ben and and tom doke bill core ben crenshaw and tom doke who have kind of fallen from that peak guy tree and now you have this next level falling from the Bill and Ben tree and the Tom Doak tree. Mm-hmm. And you see the Brian Schneiders and the um, Keith Cuttons and the Dave Axlins and all those guys. And, and they're all building. Like, I feel like 
I mean, old Barnwell that Schneider's doing seems so cool and so quirky, and and hopefully, I mean, based on what you said, hopefully this place like has that kind of a little bit extra weird stuff going on, the Garden City Golf Club type stuff. That's like, yeah, they do. The goofier what, the what better. Yeah, like why, like where did you get inspired for that, or, or what's that shape? That's unnatural, but it looks natural, and and that's you know makes you think, and and yeah, I love that. I mean, I'm I'm excited for kind of a, maybe a new not not totally new but a new kind of visual of golf because even though yeah. it's perfect what bill and ben do and it's in my opinion it's, it's delightful what those guys do and what tom does um creme de la creme it's you know it, there, there's always new there's always uh there's always room for kind of a new thought thought process on the block i feel yeah, like yeah for sure um, so for, for anybody listening that hasn't, uh, you know, immersed their, themselves in like all this news, I'm just going to share a couple other, uh, little notable points about rodeo dunes that I thought are worth, uh, mentioning really, really quick. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jump in. Uh, just for the record. Uh, I'm on, I'm with you on rodeo dunes, but I have heard some people call it rodeo dunes. So it's going to be interesting to see how the public, uh, shakes out on that one. I think it could be a fun, I... a fun little, uh. Socio- it would not. Spirit. It would not take a lot of convincing to get me to start calling it Rodeo Dunes. I mean, it, it, the, it, the, it, mid, the Midwestern contingent might be calling it Rodeo Dunes, and, and us, I us, mean, uh, us, us coastal boys might be might be rodeo rodeo guys. Well, as as a native Californian, you know, obviously everybody knows Rodeo Drive, you know, in that, Los yeah. Angeles. But yeah, if if you're staying sure. up here in Northern California, if you go to the home of Steinbeck, you know, if you go to one of the you know the best rodeos in California, you go down to Salinas. I, that's true. The Salinas, it's not the California Rodeo. It's the California Rodeo Salinas, all right? <laughs> like, it's, it's like, you know, there, there is a precedent that has been set with, uh, so yeah, I mean, Rodeo Dunes, I mean, we'll I, I'm just going to, for the rest of this podcast, Clayton, I'm just going to go back and forth. I'm, I'm just going to okay, mix perfect. it up so everybody yeah. knows what we're talking about. Awesome. I'm um, excited. I'm going to be on the edge of my seat just anticipating which pronunciation is coming next. Do you know why they call it Rodeo Dunes? I don't. I mean, I, yeah. Besides, like, kind of maybe an obvious guess, not a not a real, you know, that it's, you know, kind of a horse country out there. So, yeah. So this is this is a nice little interesting tidbit here. So, here Michael Kaiser, you know, Mike Kaiser's son, who's yep. obviously, like as I mentioned, spearing this project. Yep. He found this plot of land initially on Google Maps. He's just okay. roaming around. You know, he knew, obviously, that Sand Hills and Bally Neals, he's looking around for more land on Google Maps where he can find big plots of sand. Yep. Finds this, ultimately buys these 2,000 acres from the Servi family. Now, I may be pronouncing that incorrectly, so my apologies. It's spelled C-E-R-V-I. So I'm okay. assuming it's Servi family. Yep. They are the country's largest producer of rodeos. Oh, wow. Well, like the actual- Rodeo organizers. Yes. Oh, wow. So they actually, the people that own this land before the Kaisers bought it, uh, were big big time players in the uh, the national rodeo, and uh, granted, the two thousand acres that the Kaiser spot is just a uh, a portion of the larger you know ranch that uh, that they have in this area, but it was because of that connection that they ended up wanting to call it rodeo dunes because the the land that the golf course are going to be built on was mostly used for ranching livestock yeah. and rodeo training. Interesting. How about that? That's very cool. How about Good that? That was a little. You know the walls can talk, man. So, I, so that That's that I thought right. was pretty awesome. Yeah, that is. And then, cool. uh, yeah, and then like we mentioned before, it's awesome that Jim Craig is getting this. This is really the first time that I can remember since Bannon Dunes, right? Because Bannon Dunes, when it was yeah. first built, Tom Doak had one or two courses to his name. Um, 
by the time Bannon was built, Corn Crenshaw had already done Sand Hills. They had done yep. Kapalua. They yep. were a little bit more, you know, they they had a, a good reputation. But the guys, Mike yeah. Kaiser decided to go with David Kidd, a guy that yeah. with no experience. Uh, his dad was a head screenkeeper at Glen Eagles in Scotland. Yep. And if you've read, have, have you read Dream Golf, my friend? I have the, the book about Band of Dunes. Yeah, so I need to. it's it's been many many years since I read it last. But uh, the one thing I do recall is a big thing for Mike Kaiser when he hired David David Kidd was he was happy to bring somebody in that he could feel like he could fire at a moment's notice and not feel bad. That's right. I, do this guy, remember, I remember hearing yeah, guys, about that. Yeah. Yeah, and you know, obviously David Kidd turned it into a great golf course and a great yeah. career and things like Stellar. that. Yeah. I I don't see that being the case here, but this is the first time I can remember where. You know, in the last 25 years, man, it's been, you know, this is like the golden age of, you know, golf resorts, right? You know, like there are more, you know, public public access golf. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, despite the fact that, you know, America has been closing more golf courses than it's been opening by a wide margin for the last 20 years. These kind of destination golf resorts with sort of minimalist golf uh, where they are basically just trying to find the best plot of land possible, regardless of how closer or far away it is from like a, a population base right it's fine and sandy, this is the f- sandy soil and, and good good uh good exactly you know golden. big big field of dreams energy if you build it they will come oh, absolutely and and but hey so for for these guys to then hire jim craig to kind of be it's just uh it, yeah it kind of reminded me of like oh now i guess this hasn't really been done because like gamble sands were i'm going next month you know david yep. kid was a prominent name they brought him in for the first one when they built sand valley they brought in um actually you know what now that i'm saying this out loud even though he had a little bit more of a reputation i guess when they first designed cabot rod whitman was the first was the one who did the first golf course now he had more of a resume than david kidd or jim craig do in terms of work yeah. on their own but i guess that could kind of be considered similar would it it's not bo- bo- yeah i would say it's borderline for sure i mean whitman okay. I, I think i'm pretty sure he i'm not positive about this but i'm pretty sure rod did a lot of work with Corn Crenshaw as well yeah, before he, he kind of did his own thing, right? Yeah. So, they're, so they're, I, those guys have a pretty good, pretty good tree. I mean, and Tom Doak as well. They both have. They're just putting out stellar talent, you know, that that are that are getting these opportunities to keep creating good golf, and it's we're we're uh, we're the lucky ones because of yeah, man. And, and as, as far as Jim Craig goes, we're, I'm going to stay on that for just like a, a couple more seconds here. But, mm-hmm. you know, Jim Craig had like a, a pretty good relationship with uh, Michael Kaiser, as is, because as we've mentioned, he's a longtime uh, associate with Corin Crenshaw. So he's worked on a ton of the golf course that they've worked on in the past, including Sand Valley, you know, yep. owned by yep. Michael and Chris Kaiser. Uh, yep. He also was basically the lead project. You know, basically, he did most of the work at the Sandbox, the par three course at Sand Valley. Oh, cool. So he developed a really good relationship with Michael and Chris Kaiser when he was doing that. Nice. And then some other courses that he has been, you know, heavily involved in. Uh, some of them you have seen or played yourself. Uh, he was also one of the core guys at uh, Friars Head, Old Sandwich, Trinity Forest, and uh, uh, that new MacArthur course down in Florida oh, that Port yeah. Crenshaw is doing. One of this, my, uh, yeah, one of my, Jim Craig's been my... heavily involved in all those. That's inc- yeah. So the MacArthur, I don't really know much about it, but one of my good good buddies, Ryan Farrow, the one of the Core Crenshaw main dudes, and he was at Brambles the whole time. I was at Brambles, and he was at MacArthur the, uh, for a long time. He's now up in Boston at like I can't remember what the name of the uh, properties. It's like Boston. Um, it's not inter- it's in, it's in, like Intercontinental or something. It's a weird weird name, but um, but I've heard good things about that. So I'm interested yeah. to see. Yeah, the MacArthur things all, all turned yeah. out. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. A couple other things with uh, Rodeo Dunes before we, we move on here, my friend. 
Uh, yep. I keep seeing a bunch of places on social media and some other spots reporting that this is going to be a six-course resort. From everything yeah. that I could find and every, all the digging I was doing, that's absolutely not going to be the case. I think the only thing that I saw was that there is enough land for as many as six golf courses. Yeah, there's no there there's no guarantee there's going to be six golf courses. I honestly would be shocked if there ends up being six golf courses there. Yeah, um, there's there's guaranteed for two right now, right? Yes, there's guaranteed to be two. And yeah, one two thing that is a little it. yeah, one thing that's a little interesting about this because I know these golf courses, at least the initial two, are supposed to be, or at least they're planning to have them open for the 2025 golf season, right? Um, but what I was reading is that there's going to be no lodging ready at the resort for the 2025 golf season. So commute from, from Denver or something for at least that first year, it's going to be people staying at either like little tiny spots they can find near the Denver airport or, you know, some, whatever small town they can find, or just doing like the day trek, like the hour drive in from Denver to like play a course and then maybe doing that once or twice, or maybe just doing it for like a single day. Yeah. Uh, until they get lodging finished, which it sounds like would be 2026 at the earliest. So wow. that's a little bit of a wrinkle. But that again, is. that's not something they'd be able to get away with at any of the other Dream Golf properties like Bandon or so Sandow because yeah. they're yeah. so fucking far away. This place does have a little the luxury of not being I, – I don't know. It could be, for, it could be a day you, trip. It could be a day trip type thing. Yeah, like I mean Whereas for you – Now, granted, you're more of a degenerate than most, right? You, you and I, aside from having – pretty again i don't want to fluff ourselves too much here man you know i, I you know i don't want to just get on this microphone and start sucking our own dicks in front of everybody but i feel like it has yeah. to be said aside from being two huge golf sickos you know as men with i think pretty professional mustaches between you and uh, i you know pro- pro- sure. probably i mean be, this is the, this is definitely the strongest mustache game i've had host a guest so far on, on the podcast i, I just good, I, I needed to make that known punch. yeah good one what, punch. what how far are you typically willing to drive for like a day trip of golf? Like if you're driving somewhere yeah. and you're br- coming back home in the same day, like yeah. what's like, what is the, like the farthest you're willing to drive? But like, what's assuming the golf course isn't like a Cypress or a pebble or, you know, something like, yeah, assuming it's just like a really good golf course. Like, w- cause I think, I, I think everybody could agree that, Hey, if you get a chance to go play a once in a lifetime course, you you'll wake up at 3am. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. wake up at 3am and drive five hours to go play yeah. and drive home. But like, for just like a solid good course, like what's the yeah, longest like, that you're willing to drive? I feel like, like if it, for especially, I mean, I think the private thing, but I think the answer should maybe, or the question should be about public because the private thing kind of gets in the whole like, oh, will I have a chance to do it again? Yeah, so I, I got to just do it because who knows if I'll ever get a chance to do yeah. it again type so thing. I think yeah, if you're, if you're talking about like a rustic canyon, for example, or like a wild horse, which I which I drove. Let's see how far did I drive to play wild horse. Uh, that was about two weeks. Yeah, twenty seven hours or something like that over over Sick. a few days. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> but uh, I think I think realistically, probably two, probably probably three, maybe two and a half, two and a half hours. I mean, I, I've, I've driven to rustic um, from Santa Barbara for a day to play, and I think that was. That was not when we went with um, Suave. That was a different time because we were in yeah, the church. I, that was a lot easier. From well, not that much easier, but it's like forty-five minutes closer than, than Santa Barbara. But I did it from Santa Barbara. I think it's like a two-hour drive from Santa Barbara to Rustic. That's about what so I would without, say. Too, without like. traffic, without traffic. 
Yeah, with like, well, I feel like just two to two and a half hours in the car is yeah. about as much as I think I'd be willing to do for like a single round of golf yeah. for somewhere that's not like a once in a lifetime kind of place. Yeah, exactly. Just a solid. I mean, like, I mean, I'm. I, I also rustic and wild horse are very phenomenal public access golf courses. So I don't yeah. want to like underplay how. But but I think that's those like destinations are. But yeah, I think that's the right comparison though because I think. I think it's safe to assume, and honestly, I think it's fair to expect that these courses at the new Rodeo Dunes Resort are going to be of that caliber or yeah. better, right? Yeah, these, I mean, they're, I would, yeah. they're building would, these to be world-class public access golf courses, and so the fact that they're going to be an hour away from Denver, I, I think it's, I'll be very interested to see how it plays out for that first year, but I think they're going to be fine. I think there's going to be enough yeah. demand. Oh. I mean, I, I, that's part of the reason they're building this golf resort, right, man? It's like... They have between Bandon, Sand Valley, and Cabot. Well, let's mostly just stick to Bandon Dunes and Sand Valley, right? Because those are the ones that the Kaisers, you know, the Kaiser yeah. family kind of has like on their own yeah, for right counter. now. Yeah, yeah. So they have five 18-hole golf courses at Bandon right now, yep. and they have, and as of next year, they're going to have four at Sand Valley, right? Yep. If you include the Lido and you include Sedge Valley, in addition to Mammoth Dunes and Sand Valley. They do not have enough golf or lodging to satisfy, like, even, like... It's crazy. Again, I I think I'm saying, but, like, they have so much demand for what they put out there in terms of the quality of their golf and their lodging. Like, they can't build golf and lodging fast enough. So it makes sense they're building this new resort here because they're just... It's not like they're trying, you know, they're not Mike Kaiser and the mid-90s thinking like, oh, I wonder if this is going to work. They fucking know it's going to work. They know it's going to work, yeah. They know it's going to work. It is. that. I mean, this, I th- kind of thought about this earlier. It, it is surprising to me that they do know, like, you know, they know it's going to work. And and uh, I just don't understand, like, how or, I mean, I don't know anything about construction in terms of, like, houses and stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, I, I just feel like they, if anybody can get some, some like, housing or you know, living situations, um, in, they could, they could make it happen. I don't know. It just seems like they would be able to do that by 2025. But I, like I said, I'm, I'm a total amateur in that. Yeah. I mean, I this realm, is, so I, don't, I got no, you know, I got no room. This room is power. from coming from somebody who doesn't have a whole lot of firsthand experience when it comes to, uh, development, you know, of hotels yeah. and things like that. I've worked, I've, you know, I've worked in a lot of hotels I've worked with, you know, but, um, I, th- my guess is that, the permitting process and getting, you know, yeah, it's just... running water and getting, yeah, basically getting like, you know, city, county, like facilities hooked up there is probably just as much of the reason that it wouldn't yeah, be ready uh, yeah. as anything. So, sense. who knows? I mean, it seems crazy to think that a golf course would be easier to build than like a hotel, but, <laughs> you know, yeah, because it, it, living in California, getting a golf course built is fucking impossible. So I, I just, you know, I kind of assume that's the case everywhere. Yeah, that's you know, in California. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, so curiously, man, like obviously you mentioned that you've worked a little bit in golf course construction. Um, for anybody who's listening that you know isn't, uh, I, I'll end up doing like a little bit of an intro for, for you at the top of the podcast. So, okay. um, but you know, you you've got some experience building golf courses. You know, you worked at the the Brambles course. You know, a Cork Crenshaw yep. design up in Lake County for how how long did you end up working on that project for? I was there from June of 2020, uh, mm-hmm. kind of right right when they, I mean, they had done a little bit of unofficial groundbreaking stuff, um, mm-hmm. but that was kind of like really when the when the wheels started moving. Um, 
to March of 2022. So uh, almost two years. Just yeah, almost two years. two years. And then, yeah, that, then, yeah. How much easier do you think it would have been to build somewhere like Brambles if you were just building it on just sand, like the way they are at Rodeo, as opposed to what you guys were doing up in Lake County? Ten million times easier. Okay. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the the soil out there is is tough, and what what the guys like Ryan Farrow and Dave Axland and Keith Cutton and Benjamin Warren uh, and James Duncan himself, what they were able to do, um, Eamon Sullivan, um, Zach Marty, what they were able to do in the dirt, in that type of soil. I mean, it was so impressive. Like, it was so cool seeing those guys work there, work the magic and and build really cool golf. And, and kind of going back to what you were talking about earlier, um, build some funky stuff. There's some quirky, cool, like weird kind of things out there that um, that uh, aren't kind of your typical Core Crenshaw. Um, a, you know, it's kind of more of like a Core Crenshaw mixed with National Golf Links, mixed with, you know, old, the old course or, you know, it's like this, there's, there's some weird mounding and stuff that I feel like normally Bill and Ben don't have, uh, you know, it's a bit, it's, 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 it's a little less natural than the Bill and Ben aesthetic. So it's, 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 it was cool seeing them and kind of, kind of turning that dream into reality. It was so much fun. So I, I, I don't want to build this place up to be, you know, I, I don't want to blow smoke up everybody's ass. I don't want to set unrealistic expectations, but what you're telling me is that when Brambles gets finished, we can basically yeah. expect yeah, Friar's Head, Friar's Head mixed with National, mixed with St. Andrews, but with the course maintenance, something kind of like Royal Dornock. Is that sort of what we're yeah. looking at? Yeah, that was. Uh, that's a pretty high billing. I don't know if I, I probably should calm that all down. You know, we don't want to blow that place <laughs> up too much. The, the membership or the ownership might be mad that I'm even talking about it. But uh, uh well, I'll say like, obviously I'm not going to get you in trouble here. But like, uh, like obviously we we know that sand is really easy to build on, right? That's part of the reason yeah. that. You know, it, it's easy to build on, and it also drains better, and it's part of the reason that these guys, like the Kaisers, seek these kind of plots of land out is because it provides great playing conditions. I think, yeah. relatively speaking, it seems like it's easier to maintain than yeah. maybe some other stuff. Uh, you know, as somebody who's you know uh, who's gone back to school to become a superintendent themselves, I mean, what are they looking at at Rodeo Dunes compared to something like Brambles? Like, what what is it about the soil at a place like Brambles? that makes it more difficult because I mean, even someone like myself who loves this stuff does a, yeah. reads a lot about this stuff. I couldn't even really tell somebody, you know, in any kind of an intelligent way, what like different soil types mean for like building and maintaining a golf course. Yeah. So we, we could get a little, I'll get a little scientific. I'll try to keep yeah, it pretty sure. mellow, but, um, everybody's here is drinking beer. People here are drinking beer. People listening are probably, yeah. you know, drinking might be stoned already. So yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll keep it quasi elementary. Perfect. The, yeah, the basic idea, the really fundamental idea is that there are three types of soil mm-hmm. in the world, three main types of soil. All soils in the world are composed of some percentage of sand, silt, and clay. And the okay. ideal soil for growing uh, plants is this loamy mixture that is a higher sand percentage than clay and silt. Okay. Um, and a huge part of the drainage aspect um, is the, the huge part of the, of the reason that sand is so much better for drainage than, than clay and silk kind of does something as far as I don't, 
to be frank, I don't really, don't, we didn't really talk about it in school. So I don't, I don't really know. We're, 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 yeah, and again, we're also trying to keep it a little bit basic. So yeah, we'll, we'll stick yeah, with Clay yeah. and Sand. Yeah, yeah. So, so, so uh, clay particles are much smaller than sand particles. And so if you think about putting like a bunch of golf balls in like a big tub and then a bunch of soccer balls in a big tub, if you pour water in there, the water's going to go through the soccer ball filled tub much quicker right. than the golf ball filled tub because that's the, a great, that's honestly a great analogy. I've never heard that before. That actually is yeah. a really good way to so, explain it. So the water trickles more easily. And then if you get a little bit more into the actual molecular structure, um, the surface area of clay is actually larger. It's crazy. It blows. I still don't really understand it, but the surface area of a, of a clay particle is larger than the surface area of a sand particle because the surface area of or the surface of a sand particle is smoother than a clay mm. particle. A clay particle is more like what you'd imagine, like a if you were looking at like a a model of like Mars or the Moon, and there's all these dimples and everything. Mm-hmm. That's what a that's what a clay particle surface looks like. And so when you add up all the surface area, including all those dimples, there's a lot more surface area than just a smooth. Uh, sand particles so because of that there's more water there's more water holding capacity and so when you have more water water holding capacity the water tends to absorb and sit and then once it sits and reaches capacity then it will pull over and uh, you obviously don't have drainage as well as if the water's flowing through the sure. particles so that's yeah, that, a huge that's part actually of why fascinating yeah. So yeah. So sand. Yeah, sand is important. But then there's also like the flip side where if you have too much, if it's too high of a sand percentage, like when I was at Cyprus, um, for those that aren't familiar, holes eight and nine at Cyprus are up in the dunes, and um, those maybe holes, potentially the greatest back-to-back short par fours in all of golf. But ab- yeah, go go go. Ab- ab- absolutely incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry for the casual casual mention of eight and nine at Cyprus, but um, yeah. yeah. But they they actually they actually uh, the point dude posed, the point yeah the point the CPC um, they actually posed a bigger uh, issue for us in terms of um, localized dry spot meaning just like where areas of the fairway dried out quicker than other areas um, hmm. because the water would not only sheet flow because it's on the side of the dune like the hill and sheet flow surface flow off off the ferry but also once the water that did enter the root zone just left it so quickly because it's such a high sand content. So we actually mm. had to put more water on those areas to get, to maintain the moisture. It drained too well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Which is interesting. Kind of interesting. So how does this relate? How does this relate to construction? Cause if we're just like, you know, we've been talking about rodeo dunes. These guys are going to be building a new golf course. Sand obviously drains better is, is what we're learning right now. Yeah. I would imagine that it's easier to move around. Yeah, that's the you know, main. That's I mean, is that it, the biggest difference in terms thing. of like construction? If you're building on something that's yeah. mostly clay as opposed to sand. Totally. Yeah, and then also like okay. how the elements affect. You know, if 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 you have a rainy day, and you're working on clay, like you can't work that day, really. You know, like like you're not going to be able to move the dirt around the way you want to because of the way the dirt reacts to the moisture. Um, but also when you're installing drainage and irrigation and all that stuff, it's so much more straightforward and quicker and cheaper because it's quicker to install all of that entrench and, you know, 
get all that stuff in the ground when you're working in clay. I mean, when you're sorry, when you're working in sand compared to when you're when you're working in clay. So yeah. So what's your what's your armchair armchair analysis? God, that was tough to say. Uh, for for Rodeo Dunes in terms of like how they're going to do this. You think this is basically going to be just shaping everything in 2023, trying to you know grass it in so, in 2024 and have a. I mean, what, what is for a place that's not open year round? What what do you what do you what is your guess as to how they're going to get this thing ready for a, a spring 2025 opening? So one of the articles you may have read this. Uh, one of the articles said. Let me pull. I can I can pull this up very quickly. I believe. Yeah, pull, pull it up. I can. Uh, you know, I can. I can fill time if you need to. No, I, I have it here. Um, one of the articles said, "Irrigation will be laid this summer, and the progress should be relatively quick. No earth moving is required, and there won't be any heavy equipment at the property," which blew my mind. What? In a, in a great way. Like that's completely absurd that no earth moving is required because the land is that good for gold. I don't know how that that's Forbes, Forbes.com. So I'm not sure how legit that is, but um, I texted my buddy that's for, Ryan. For, for both golf courses or just for the one that Jim Craig is designing? Uh, I'm guessing for the first one, which I'm not sure. Yeah. If that's the core Crenshaw or the Jim Craig uh, original. Oh. Um, that is dude, but, that's bonkers. Pretty wild. So I text my buddy Ryan Farrow, who uh, was he's a, one of the uh, primary Cork Crenshaw associates who was at Brambles the whole time I was there. Um, so I mentioned earlier, and I said, "Is that part about no heavy machinery true?" And he said, "Maybe a little. They have one spot near the clubhouse. They might need to move a little bit, but besides that, skid steer and a medium size X can build that, and everything else can be just like sand pro finished, which is so cool and like." I mean, that's what we all dream of, right? And then the whole, this whole minimalist movement that isn't actually minimalist. I'm like old Tom Morris. I just found the golf course, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, like, we're, everybody's making this – everybody's making these minimalist golf courses that look so natural, but really there's so much – you know, you have to work so hard to make them uh, make them look like you didn't do anything. But it sounds like this might be a bit on the other side of the spectrum, which is really exciting uh, for someone who cares about the environment and golf, which is a tough battle to fight sometimes. Wow. Amazing. So I, I guess this goes without saying, but uh, if yours truly and Suave Golf decide to put a little uh, a get-together to the old Rodeo Dunes in 2025, it sounds like oh, we yeah. may be able to count you in. Yeah, as long as, there's, as long as I'm not uh, you know, outside of the country for some weird reason working at That's true. You know, well, for some weird fair, reason. Hopefully it's, for, hopefully it's for work, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. So no, I mean that I would I would totally be in. That would be so cool. I would I would love to see it. And I think last I talked so last I talked to Ryan, he didn't say anything about it, but um the the an, an, the, the time previous I talked to him mm-hmm. he said he may try to go out there and help with the shaping. So um I'll hopefully be able to kinda of keep you keep you abreast of the situation as it develops. Beautiful a bit more so than, than the layman. Uh so since you do have first-hand experience working uh, with the Core Crenshaw team. I, I do have to ask this. This was something I was going to bring up a few weeks ago when we kind of first relaunched the podcast with a new name and everything. So, yep. you know, this news is, you know, a month or two old already, but I really haven't had a chance to ask anybody about it. Um, and given the fact that you, you know, I, so for, for anybody, you know, who, who didn't listen to, you know, the beginning of the podcast where, you know, Clayton obviously has a lot of experience working at a lot of different golf courses, both in, you know, um, I guess what it's like, like course, you're not a superintendent yet, but like you'd be working in yeah. 
course maintenance. Yeah. You also have worked agronomy, in course construction. Yeah, exactly. Agronomy. Whatever. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. I, I appreciate that's fancy, you. Uh, you, you pick, that's a fancy. That's a fancy word. We don't. I appreciate yeah. you picking me up. Uh, and as somebody who, you know, in all the schooling is, was, you know, looking at different jobs and internships and things like that. One of the places you were at least considering was uh, Tariti down in, in New Zealand. Um, yep. If I go just a few hundred yards away, Tiari South, you know, Tiari just opened up. I, have, what what yeah. have you heard so far? I, 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 That's like number one on my bucket list in terms of international golf vacations, right, is to go down to the Sandbelt in Melbourne, uh, Tasmania, New Zealand, right? So yeah. once I heard that this new Cork Crenshaw course opened up next to this, you know, this Tom Dork Doak design that's already kind of heralded as one of the best modern golf courses in the world, I kind of was wondering if, if you've got any, you know, any insight from friends you've been talking to, what, what we could expect out of Tiari. Uh, just really quick before we go into it, I got to go back okay. on the pronunciation, pronunciation oh, yes. game. I, oh, I believe, am I saying Tiari right? I think it's T-R-I. TRI. Oh, like, like almost like it's an almost acronym. Like the, almost like the three letters, but yeah, that, that's so. Intra- okay, TRI. Okay. I think it's TRI, and the reason I say that is because when I was at Cyprus uh, interning in the turf um, department, the other intern, uh, my friend Billy Burnley, great guy, um, is from New Zealand, Kiwi, and he told me that that's how you say it. So I'm trusting him, even though he's kind of a psychopath. So, I, you know, I can't really You guys had multiple Kiwis himself, on staff at the point. That's incredible. It's kind of sometimes. Shout out to my guy Wars. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to Wars. Shout out to Kevin who uh, had to deal with the Kiwis as as uh, as I as did I. But um, yeah, so I think it's TRI. Anyways, looks fantastic. Great news on the TRI front. Billy Burnley took an assistant superintendent job at the North Course, the Tom Doak Course that opens up in. I think October 1. I'm pretty sure it opens October 1. So okay. I'll hopefully be able to hear a bit more, but he sent me some photos, and it just looks totally stunning. I Dude, mean, the photos like, that uh, Doke shares on Instagram and then, like, everything I've seen yeah. at the South Course, at Cor- it just looks so it, fucking awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, it looks like so much fun and just gorgeous. And, yeah, I mean, not, I don't really have too much, you know, anything crazy to say about it, but it, it, beyond that, it just looks like it – you could probably really can't get that much better besides maybe Terry down the road, but yeah. Yep. Well, all right, man. So before we put a bow, uh, put a bow on this, what, uh, what, what, what other, uh, little tidbits, any other, uh, golf courses or destinations that you've, uh, you've been thinking about that, uh, you got to get some thoughts off your chest on. Um, I do. You I see, would, you I see mean, anything think... lately that's, uh, that's been inspirational that you, that you just can't stop thinking about. There, there have been some good places that I've seen lately. Uh, when I was so, I'm, I'm now. I think if you'll, you'll probably give the guys or the listeners a little bit of a, a, uh, a breakdown. But I'm in, I'm on Long Island at Maidstone Club for a turf internship for the year, and I drove across the country from California. I was able to stop at some pretty cool places um, and see some golf and play some golf, and got to see Common Ground in Denver, which is very, very cool and. You know, you could go play Common Ground and then go drive out to Rodeo Dunes or Rodeo Dunes and have a little Rodeo uh, Dunes. Have a little banana, little golf and bonanza. Um, it sounds and, sick. Uh, got got yeah, incredible. And uh, got to stop uh, at this place called Grable, which is a new David David McClay kid course out there, um, outside of uh, kind of North Platte area. And huh. a buddy of mine, uh, I've never heard Tommy, of it. Yeah, no, yeah, it's a new new David Kidd course. I think it's the Dormy Network Club. Oh, okay. Um, 
and a buddy of mine, Tommy, um, is a really good dude trying to break into the rent. He's a brand new, you know, trying to follow the design path and, and kind of get, he, this is his first kind of really um, full on job under David, David Kidd and learning the design stuff. So he, he, uh, yeah. he kind of drove me around the property out there. It looks fantastic. Um, got to see wild horse, which as hopefully some of the listeners have heard is just pretty much as good of public golf as you can get in the country. I mean, it's so much fun. Um, and that actually brings me to a point that you made earlier about, uh, the non cork wrench on the non Tom Doak guys getting opportunities. And that's a Dave Axland, Rod Whitman, uh, collaboration. And it was funny. I called, uh, I called Dave when I was like five minutes out and I was like, Dave, how's it going? Uh, I'm, I'm, and he's like, Clay, Mar Bueller, what, what's going on? Is this is Plus style. And I was like, <laughs> Why are you calling me? Yeah, exactly. And he's he's out there building uh, the new part three course to Bandon, which we can talk about in a sec. But um, he was like, what, like, what's up? I was like, oh, I'm five minutes away from Wilders. He's like, oh, that's awesome. Give this, give uh, Josh, the superintendent, some love. And the next thing he said, he's like, and uh, you know, Clay, like. I said something back to him, you know, like I'm very excited, whatever. And and he goes, you know, Clay, what I love about you is whenever we talk, it feels like it's only yesterday the last time we talked and, and that's all we need. And I was like, okay, David, sounds like you need to go back to work. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk to you some other time. I mean, to He's be like, fair, I'm going to kind of second what Dave said. I I feel like you and me were just abandoned like last week together. Right? It, 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 yeah, it, yeah. But it was funny. He just was very, very clearly trying to uh, cut the conversation short. But um, I'm sure he was busy building something really cool at Bandon, which if we want to talk about that very briefly. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, what I say, like, I, I, I talked to Andy about the new Par 3 course um, a couple podcasts Furtig? ago. Yeah, yeah. So our, our mutual buddy, Andy Furtig, uh, you know, awesome. regular, uh, regular guest on the Nice Grass, Nice People podcast. But uh, given the fact that you've worked with Keith Cutton and Dave Axelin, and you, you know, I, I'm just kind of, what what can we expect? Keith Keith told me I was talking to Keith uh, a few months ago when I was still at Rutgers for school, and he was telling me that like, and similar to um, Rodeo Dunes, he was telling me that like very very little earth moving needed for uh, for the new part three course of Banner, which is very I, very exciting. I've heard that the piece of land that they're building it on at Bandit is like pretty dramatic and like pretty choppy, but given yeah, the fact that it's a par three course, you don't really have to smooth out any fairways or anything really, right? Yeah. He just said like, yeah, they're just going to, I mean, there's a little bit of shaping to be done, but for the most part, they're going to just kind of clear out some stuff and make some green sites and tees. And he wants it to be like that kind of free flowing experience where you can kind of tee it up wherever. And I, you know, I don't really know exactly what the plan is and, Excuse me. Um, how uh, if the Kaisers have a certain, I don't know how much they have of the say they have, and I feel like usually they let the guys do their thing. But in terms of the whole scorecard type stuff, I'm not sure uh, how the tee box stuff is going to work. But he told me it was like there's going to be this free flowing grass everywhere, and there's greens, and you can kind of tee it up. And he said their holes range from like 70 yards to 210 or something like that. So I think it's going to be fantastic. I mean, those guys are so good. Dave, as many people know, has built some of the best golf courses in the world for Bill and Ben through his career. And Keith is super dialed, younger dude, but just totally, totally gets it. And, and is one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet. Um, and Rod, of course, I mean, I haven't met him, but if 
you know, I think his resume speaks for himself. So speaks for yeah. himself. So yeah, it's going to be sweet. And I mean, it's, it's getting to the point where Bannon's like, it's, it's borderline too much golf. Like they just don't give like, a fuck. I mean, that's what that's. But it's like what we were saying before. Like it feels like, like too much golf, but they don't have enough to meet all the demand. It's crazy. But I'm saying, like selfishly, like I want to go play everywhere, like twice when I go up there. It's like I, I, I gotta go up there. You need two, two weeks, weeks dude. You're twice. officially gonna need two weeks. And that's like including 36 whole days. It's crazy. But it's, I, I mean, listen, the first world problems. It's it's pretty pretty special. And you know, it's funny. So uh, when uh, Whitman, Axlin, and Cutton got brought in. Originally, they were still thinking that the par three course was going to be something like preserve, right? It might be 12, yeah. 13, 14 holes. And, you know, Keith and David kept on finding other golf holes and they kept convincing the guy, like, I think we can use a few more. And then finally yeah. got to 19. If I'm going to bring this thing full circle, I did see Uh-oh. a quote about that first Jim Uh-oh. Craig course at, Rod- at Rodeo slash Rodeo Dunes, <laughs> where basically Jim was saying something along the lines of, yeah, you know, it's probably going to be like an 18-hole course, but you know, I've I've mentioned to Michael that maybe I I see some other good golf out there. Oh, maybe yeah, 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 maybe yeah. I convince him to build 19, 20-hole golf course and uh he hasn't Why totally not? shot me down yet. And so, while I think it is highly unlikely. Sorry, my wife is uh looking for, for frozen food in the back of my my studio right now. Very unprofessional by you, Brianna. Um <laughs> He was like, yeah, you know, he hasn't totally shot it down yet. And I was like, whoa, could we have like a 1920-hole like regulation golf course? I mean, that's... Papa's, Papa's starting to feel kind of kind of excited in some some places that uh, are kind of private, that's very, you know? That's very provocative. I am totally on board. I think that makes me think of two places in the world of golf just right off the bat. One is Farm Google Lost Farm, mm-hmm. as some people may know. I think it's 20 holes. Core Crenshaw. Um, I think the dope course down there, just Barbergold Dunes, I think that's only 18. I'm not positive. But I, I know for sure that the Core Crenshaw course is 20, and there's like a couple alternate holes that you can choose yeah. to play if you want to, to play all 20, or you can play 18, whatever, which that, I think that model is fantastic. Fuck yeah. And then the Tree Farm, which some people may know of, Zach Blair's project um, outside of Aiken, I think, I mean, that's only 18 holes as far as I know, but the first hole is a par three which is unique and also provides the opportunity for a 19th hole as a bet settler type thing. And I think that would be, I mean, that would just seems like dream golf, right? Like that seems like it would be perfect to build 19 goal, 19 holes, Jim Craig, find the best, best golf holes. And hopefully there's one that's a par three near, near the end because you can go out and, you know, if the the matches have, you can go out and see, you can get it, get it tightest, most tight. Tightest, most tight, whatever you want to, whatever yep. you want to call it, and, and uh, settle the bets. So. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be, uh, man. All this golf talk is just getting me all, all kinds of excited. Uh, well, Clayton, this has been, horizon. yeah, this this has been awesome, brother. Um, hey, thank you very much for doing this. It's such a such a pleasure to be uh, be a part of this, and thanks so much for having me, man. Yeah, you got it, brother. All right, thank you again to Clayton, man. That was awesome. Really excited to get out to Rodeo Dunes. And please, 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 if you've gotten this far, uh, check out SuaveGolf.com. The Enterprise sponsoring nice grass, nice people. Find some cool uh, some cool gear, some nice apparel. You can check out some golf trips. Maybe see if it's uh, something you and your buddies want to explore and partake in in the not-so-distant future. Uh, that's all available to you at suavegolf.com.
All right, everybody. Enjoy your weekend. Enjoy the first women's major of the year in the Chevron Championship. I don't know if you're going to watch the Zurich Classic. I don't know if I'm going to watch the Zurich Classic, but uh, I guess we'll just find out when we see you next week. All right. Adios, everybody. Thank you.